Hare Krishna everyone, Hare Krishna, welcome back to the reading of Teachings of Lord Kapila, the book by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, Chapter 12, Association with the Supreme Lord through Hearing, Continuing. Spiritual life begins when one is pious. Chatur vidha bhajante mam jana sukriti norjuna Artho jikyasur artharthi Gyani chabharatarshabha Quote O best among the Bharatas, Arjuna Four kinds of pious men render devotional service unto me The distressed, the desirer of wealth, the inquisitive And he who is searching for knowledge of the Absolute Unquote. If we actually want to become pious and develop our spiritual life, we have to associate unflinchingly with a sadhu. Then we can acquire some taste for Krishna. When we discuss Krishna with a sadhu, the discussion becomes very pleasing and we develop some taste which is called rasa or mellow. Rasa is the enjoyment we derive from drinking something very nice when we are thirsty. Krishna has instructed us to think of him when drinking water. This is not very difficult. Krishna also tells us to think of him when we see sunlight in the morning. Why do we say, can you show me God? God is showing us himself. Why do we close our eyes to try to see him? He says, I am this, I am that. It is not that suddenly we can expect to see God, but we can become qualified to see God through the association of a sadhu. Presently, many people are interested in receiving degrees from big, big universities. But education without God consciousness is simply an expansion of Maya's influence. Because knowledge is taken away by illusion, the universities are simply presenting impediments on the path of God-consciousness. The living entity is already illusioned when he comes into the material world. And so-called advanced education simply increases his illusion. Trying to become happy in this temporary material life the living entity has forgotten that he is the eternal servant of Krishna. Even if one becomes happy in this temporary life, his happiness is an illusion because no one is allowed to stay and enjoy his happiness. These points have to be understood in the association of devotees. A devotee knows everything because 
he has seen the supreme personality of Godhead, the supreme absolute truth, Krishna. What is the goal of Vedanta Darshana? Veda means knowledge and Anta means ultimate. What is that ultimate knowledge? In Bhagavad Gita 15.15, Sri Krishna says, Vedaischa sarvairaham eva vedyo vedanta kridveda videva chaham. Quote, By all the Vedas I am to be known. Indeed, I am the compiler of Vedanta, and I am the knower of all the Vedas. Unquote. If we listen to Krishna and understand what and who he is, we can actually understand Vedanta. If we do not understand Krishna, but advertise ourselves as Vedantists, we are just being illusioned. Without understanding Krishna, one is actually a mudha, a fool. People do not know it, but actually anyone in the material world is more or less a mudha. We're all mudhas, for unless we are mudhas, we do not come into the material world. From Brahma down to the smallest ant, we are all mudhas of different degrees. In order to become really learned, we have to associate with devotees. Then we can actually relish Krishna Katha. When discussed among devotees, Krishna Katha is pleasing to the, to the heart and ear. This requires a little training and this training is given by the devotees. We should follow the devotees in their practical daily life, in their routine work and behavior. Cultivation means practice, and the great Acharyas have given a routine we can cultivate. For instance, the Nectar of Devotion by Srila Rupa Goswami deals with the cultivation of devotional service. And this book which we have translated, has been very well received in European and American universities. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the nectar of devotion, is the actual science of bhakti. Bhakti is not sentiment. It is a great science and we have to learn it scientifically. It is not that we have to wait for another life to cultivate devotional service. We can read the nectar of devotion, live with devotees, rise early in the morning to attend Mangala Arati, study Vedic literature, take prasad and preach Krishna consciousness. 
Maya is very strong and to begin devotional service is to declare war against Maya. Some of the devotees in this Krishna consciousness movement may fall down, but whatever is done sincerely is to their permanent credit. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. If one renders a little devotional service, he does not fall down into the lower species, but again attains a human form. There are 8,400,000 species, but the fallen devotee is guaranteed a human life. If one becomes Krishna conscious, he is assured of a good birth in the next life. However, if one completes his Krishna consciousness in this life, he will not take birth again, but will go to Krishna. This is what is actually wanted. Why take the chance of being born into a rich family or a Brahmana family? Actually, such a birth, birth is quite risky because there is really no guarantee. Generally, those who are rich don't care at all for Krishna consciousness. And those who are born in Brahman families generally become puffed up, thinking, I am a Brahmana, I am born in a very high family. Thinking this brings about their fall down. It is said that pride precedes a fall. A Vaishnava is by nature very humble, very humble. These are the chances one takes when one becomes a human being. Krishna is personally advising us to take up the opportunities offered by the Krishna Consciousness Movement. We should take them. Take them and not run the risk of committing spiritual suicide. This is the process for understanding the Absolute Truth, the Supreme Person, the Supreme Being. In the Absolute, there are no contradictions. Krishna's name, form, activities, paraphernalia and attributes are identical with Krishna. This is the meaning of Absolute. There is no difference between Krishna's form and Krishna. Krishna's hands and Krishna's legs are non-different. In the material world, there is a difference between our left hand or right hand, between the nose and the ear, but these dualities do not exist in Krishna. This is the meaning of Absolute. Hmm. As stated in Brahma Samhita 5.32 Anganiyasya sakalendriya vritti manti Pashyanti panti kalayanti chiranjaganti Ananda chinmaya saduchvala vigrahasya Govinda madi purusham tamaham bajami 
Quote, I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, whose transcendental form is full of bliss, truth, and substantiality, and is thus full of the most dazzling splendor. Each of the limbs of that transcendental figure possesses in himself the full-fledged functions of all the organs, and eternally sees, maintains and manifests the infinite universes, both spiritual and mundane." Unquote. The different parts of our body serve different purposes, but the any limb of Krishna's body can serve any purpose. Krishna can eat through his eyes or can go somewhere simply by thinking. The Absolute is Advaita. There is no duality in the Absolute. Everything is one. Our material disease lies in... We're gonna find out tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is in the description. Please check out our website, shravanamdiaries.com and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.